here in the Tigers Avenue. Friday night, Super Regional Weekend. Going to be a great show. Going to be previewing, uh, obviously, this weekend full of Super Regional action. Uh, More specifically, the LSU Tigers versus the Kentucky Wildcats. We'll be hosting them. uh, The Super Regional, obviously, LSU, uh, being a top eight national seed, has earned themselves a spot as a host in the Supers. Gonna freaking love it. We're gonna talk some more about uh, that environment and what it's gonna be like, and and some things that Jay Johnson has done to um, enhance that environment. Um, so lots to talk about in terms of previewing it. Um, I think we need to discuss a little bit about uh, how the last series with Kentucky went in Baton Rouge in lieu of uh, them coming to play LSU again in BR. Um, yep. We'll look at some til- tools, TA tools for success. Uh, what does LSU need to do against uh, the, the the Wildcats this weekend to be successful and to move on into Omaha? And then, uh, as we told you in the last show, we'd be giving you our final predictions for <coughs> all the Super Regional um, spots, and we'll be doing that to wrap up the show. It's going to be a great show. Appreciate y'all joining in. I already see Robert uh, is hopping in here, faithful as always. Um Robert, I saw some of your, uh, your your eight Omaha predictions uh, earlier on Twitter, so uh, I don't have my phone with me right now to pull it up and look at it, but uh, you'll have to remind us of your predictions, and we'll kind of compare and contrast since you're already in here. When we get to that, we, we can uh, we can do that. We'd love to see y'all's predictions and, and kind of talk back and forth about that. Um, I think, Zach, we have a little bit of help already. I mean, obviously, some games have – one game is completed, and – there's one that's about to complete, if not already completed, between uh, TCU and Indiana State. Yeah. And one is on a rain delay or lightning delay, whatever you want surprise, to call it. Surprise, surprise. Yes. Um, and we'll talk about that with LSU as well um, because weather could play an effect uh, to this weekend as well. Um, and, and so we'll discuss that. Hopefully, hopefully not. Um, hopefully the weather does not affect this weekend. And if it does, it doesn't affect any – you know, pitching rotation uh, or, or pull somebody out prematurely. So, Zach, plenty to talk about tonight. Uh, it's going to be a great show. Let's get right into it, Zach. Super regional preview, LSU Tigers, Kentucky Wildcats um, in the box. First initial thoughts when Kentucky beat Indiana and you knew the Wildcats are the team to beat. Well, I mean, what were your thoughts? I mean, initially, I really kind of wanted to play Indiana. One, because different opponent. Okay. Two, because um, they're obviously a lesser opponent on paper. Um, three, because Kentucky's already seen you. And so, you know, yeah. anytime a team gets to see another team twice, you know, they're going to have you, um, especially for, for hitters against pitchers, um, it's going to be advantage on the hitters, right? Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, that also goes for LSU as well, right? So, that, that's kind of the reason that I preferred to, you know, see Indiana. But ultimately, it ends up being Kentucky. I'm totally fine with it because you're at home. It's super regional. It is going to be Dylan Cruz, Trey Morgan, probably Jordan Thompson's, um, Gavin Dugas, Kate Beloso. A lot of guys on this year's team. It's going to be their last time awesome. to play in yeah. Baton Rouge at Alex Box Stadium. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a, a really exciting um, super regional 
but it's going to be also kind of sad, you know, uh, whether either way, whether they, they advance and go to Omaha or whether they, um, they lose and are going home. Like it's going to be kind of a sad ending. Bittersweet. Uh, bittersweet. Yeah. It's, it's going to be bittersweet no matter what. So I'm really excited about, uh, this weekend. Uh, I'm really excited about tomorrow. Um, I wish it was more of a prime time, I guess, start, you know, 6 p.m., 7 p.m. start. Because uh, you're not having to worry about any other teams that are in a regional with you. It's just you two. So, um, you know, to end up getting the 2 p.m. slot time, you know, I was kind of disappointed to see that. But nonetheless, Paul Skeens is on the mound. So I'm pretty confident. Yeah, I mean, I got to agree with you. I, I wanted Indiana just for the sake of it being a different opponent. If if you wanted my choice out of out of that regional, I really wanted West Virginia. I, I thought that would have been a really awesome matchup. Um, but obviously, uh, they they really underperformed from what everybody had predicted. Honestly, um, yeah. And Indiana was the one who shined in, in that regional outside of Kentucky. Um, what's up, Brian? Appreciate you joining in here. I see Tyler Townsend's in here. Uh, Troy Shockley, I think he's returning from the last show as well. Appreciate y'all hopping in. Um, yeah, I, I wanted West Virginia, but that's okay. I'll take Kentucky. Um, you know, considering we've played Kentucky already this year, we took two out of three. We did so in Baton Rouge. You know, you kind of like that, like, okay, we've done this before, we've seen this before, and we've made some mistakes in this series, and it was really close and it was tight at yeah. times in this series. So, you know, we got it scouted better. I, I mean, just as much as you like, you know, you can say, well, you're replaying a team, so it's going to be tough because they've scouted you. You've seen them before. Same is true for you, right? Um, so I, I like that advantage. Um, I, I'm honestly – really confident going into this weekend after this past weekend and what we saw. Um, I, I'm I'm pumped to see how we play against Kentucky the second go-round. Um, and honestly, here's the reality, guys. And I'm not I'm not saying we're just gonna blow them out by any means. Like I'm I'm not saying it. So don't take that the wrong way. But look, the reality with Kentucky is is they darn near blew their hosting chance at the end of the season. I mean they were great to start the season and even great to start in conference play, but their last four weeks in conference play uh, heading into the postseason was, was not pretty, was not pretty at all. Um, And if I remember correctly, they were, they were immediately eliminated in the SEC tournament. Am I I correct in saying that? I believe you are. So, yeah. And so they're kind of scuffling a little bit and they had to fight their way out of um, their regional. I think, I think A&M beat them. I think so. I think you're right. Um, so, you know, I think Kentucky, when we played them, was really at their best um, because when we played them, they were top 10 in the country. I yeah. think, if I remember correctly, they were number 10 in the country when we played them, and they were playing really well, and they played LSU really well. Yeah. Um, haven't seen that um l- though lately from Kentucky that team that was early on um so I'm really confident in the fact that you know they're really not playing like they were earlier in the season here late and it almost cost them their hosting they were do- they were able to do enough because of because of their strength of schedule and some of the games they won early on their RPI was still two in the country and that's what ultimately solidified them as a host because their RPI was excellent. Um, In reality, I think Oregon State would have been a better host and honestly was a tougher team than I think Kentucky will prove to be. Um, They could prove me wrong this weekend, but I think Oregon State was a tougher matchup than what we're going to get out of Kentucky this weekend, in all honesty. Um, We'll see. Oregon State probably would have stole that hosting bid. It may have not been from Kentucky, but had Oregon State not gone 0-2 in the Pac-12 tournament, they they darn well probably would have hosted. Um, over a, probably one of the SEC teams. Correct, like South Carolina most likely yeah, is Kentucky what I would have thought. 
um, potentially Kentucky or Alabama or something like that. I think Alabama had solidified themselves. I, I really think Alabama at 16 was low um, considering how they've been playing lately. Uh, I, I feel like that was kind of a jab at them. Not not a, not in a bad way, but I, I feel like that they kind of got snubbed getting the 16 seed. Um, anyways, but I think I'm, I'm really confident when I first – you know, realize, okay, it's going to be Kentucky. I, I'm pretty confident um, yeah. in going into this weekend. Um, Zach, so let's talk a little bit about um, the previous time LSU played uh, Kentucky. Like we've kind of alluded to already, they played LSU really stinking well. And yeah. if you look at the numbers, they're probably one of the best teams to touch up um, Paul Skeens all yeah. season long. Uh, they had seven hits on Paul Skeens, five runs. Uh, ultimately, Paul Skeens still, you know, does what Paul Skeens does, and he got 13 strikeouts on that night, and we still got the win, and we run ruled them. So I think I think a big part of that was the score because uh, you jumped on Kentucky like yeah a lot yeah. Uh, really early, and so I think a big part of that was you know Paul went into all right let's throw strikes like we're just yeah. gonna throw strikes. Um, and you saw that because there was a lot of times that he was throwing uh, strikes that were just kind of down the middle. And, you know, Kentucky hitters were, you know, they were touching it up. Um, he was just trying to get, you know, ground ball, fly ball outs, sure. you know, make quick work of Kentucky. And, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately for LSU, but fortunately for Kentucky, you know, they were able to make him pay for that. And then, you know, you saw kind of at the end of that game, uh, you know, they started chirping a little bit at Paul Skeens. And yeah, he did. he then caved the next the last five batters he faced. So I, I understand like he Kinda got lit. touched up a little bit that game, but I think I think most of that was due to the fact that LSU was uh, absolutely pounding Kentucky uh, on the scoreboard. So yeah. yeah, but but you are correct. Outside of game one, um, and I know a lot of people say, "Oh, Skeens had you know." I, I really just think it was because of how much LSU was scoring. Uh, that he just decided to try and just throw strikes yeah. in there. Like, he wasn't, you know, being regular Paul Skeens. You know, he wasn't doing his regular routine, his regular pitch sequences, stuff like that. He was, It was just still to get strikes 13. across the plate. <laughs> yeah, he still struck out 13 regardless. So, um, you know, but outside of game one, it was really close. I mean, obviously, to win the series, you had a very, very tight game, one seven to six, that ultimately – um, you know, you had to load. You had to load the bases. They loaded the bases with Dylan Cruz in Game Three, uh, and you had a freshman on the mound. The Alex Box was rocking, and he ends up, you know, hit by pitch on Tommy White, and that's how you win the game. Yeah. Uh, game Two, as we all remember, uh, was when Joe Bear dropped the fly ball in right yeah. near the foul line. That ultimately was the undoing for LSU in Game Two. Um, so yeah, uh, you look at both of those games and you, you look at game two and you're like, LSU fans say, man, we really could have swept. Uh, but you also look at, you know, Kentucky fans could look at game three and say, man, we were, we were one run away. And if we don't, you know, hit a batter, yeah. you know, maybe we get out of that. Maybe we yeah. win the series. So it was a very tightly contested contest outside of Absolutely. game one. But as you said, Reagan, which I'm interested to see, I mean, yes, this team obviously made the tournament. Yes, this team won the regional, um, but it seems like they were a lot better uh, whenever LSU faced them back in, I think it was April or whenever it was. Um, so, you know, is this – but, again, this team's different. Uh, the team's different now. Both teams are. Uh, you know, Kentucky, whenever they saw LSU back in April, Travinsky and, and Pearson was, but Travinsky – uh, and, and even K. Beloso a little bit, they, they weren't really a massive no. part of the lineup like they are now. Not at um, all. So the lineup yeah. was shaken up a little bit different, has been shaken. And for Kentucky, you know, the pitchers that – Maybe LSU even faced, Joe Bear. You may have been yeah, still seeing Maybe, I can't remember exactly, but – remember, yeah. Um, and, and, and with Kentucky, the pitching has changed a lot, right? Yeah, for so, sure. So um, it's going to be very interesting, you know, with both teams kind of dealing with that. And, I mean, but that's, that's a – an advantage slash disadvantage for both teams. Uh, advantage for them, you know, with the other team not seeing what they now have, uh, and then disadvantage uh, for the teams facing the opponent that you know that you haven't seen. Uh, you know, whether it's 
you know, LSU not seeing a certain pitcher that was that's really hot right now back in April, or whether it's, you know, Kentucky seeing Hayden Travinsky, who's, you know, just on fire right now. So yeah. either way, Wiggle. either way, there's going to be advantages and disadvantages that are different from the last time you faced each other. Yeah. I, look, I, and here's another thing, and, and Danny Girl has already kind of mentioned this in the comments there, if you want to go ahead and throw that up. And, and Kentucky plays this differently than most are today. I mean, right now, this season has been such a offensive favored season in terms of home runs and runs scored. I mean, it record-breaking year in terms of, of that. I, I mean, we, we are on pace to break a lot of records in terms of home runs and, and runs scored, you know, in all of college baseball, not just LSU. Um, so Kentucky being the way they play is not par for the chorus of this season across the board. They play the small ball a lot. They get them on, get them over, get them in. Uh, they like to lay a blunt, a bunt down all the time. They, I mean, for example, they're they're like prime way of playing against Indiana. Kind of played out. They got one on. They laid a bunt down. Uh, they they ended up with that bunt getting on safely, and it was first and second no outs. And then they got walked, and then they had two sacrifice flies, bases loaded, no outs to score two runs early in that game. Like, that is their game plan. That is how they play. They get walked, bunt on, sacrifice bunt, sack fly to get the runs in. Like, very dink and dunk, small ball-esque game. And they're very good at it because they're they're fast, and that's the brand of baseball that they have um, put out there. Um, Mingione has really hit the transfer portal hard. Uh, brought in a lot of veteran players in the offseason and brought in a lot of speedsters to be able to put together this type of offense, this type of team to run it the way they have. And it's it's been successful at, at times. And um, so that's what they're still going to do. And one of the concerns is, you know, can LSU field it well? And, you know, we, we've struggled. I, I don't like to point people out, you know, specifically, but – you know, Tommy White has struggled, you know, in terms of picking the bun up and making a solid throw at times. Yeah. Um, and and so, I don't know. I feel like you're going to have to somehow make them swing. You're going to have to put them in a situation to make them swing, and, and I feel like that is you're going to you're going to jump out on them early um, yeah. to make them have to swing and not play their game. Um, it's tough, but, I mean – We'll see how the defense plays. I think LSU's offense is is far good enough to overcome uh, what they can do with their small ball game, honestly. I mean, if we do what we did this past weekend, mashing the ball the way we did, I think Kentucky's going to be in some trouble in terms of their gameplay with the small ball. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, Zach. I, I, how do you think they approach that and, and – does Kentucky kind of stick with that game plan going into this? Um, I mean, I mean, how do we approach that? Because the defense. I, mean, I, I, I do out. think Kentucky sticks with that game plan. I mean, that's that's been their identity all year. Oh, and some so. of the questions have been: Do you put Malazzo at catcher in DH? Travinsky, I've seen that some go floating around too. Like, like, how do you handle? See, that, that is a very good conversation because of what how Hayden struggled this past weekend in the regional uh, with a lot of pass balls. Um, I got to imagine that they have worked with him a lot. I just don't know right now if you can justify taking his bat out of the lineup. I mean, if you do that, you know, you're also going to be, you know, it, it, it. let's say you, you you're like, okay, we're going to keep him in the lineup, but, we don't want him at catcher, so you insert Malazzo. Okay, who's Malazzo going to replace? Probably Pearson, right, who last weekend was extremely clutch for you. Yeah. So you're going to take that bat out of the lineup now? Like, <clears throat> Essentially, think, you would have to put Travinsky at DH, put Beloso at first, stick Trey out in left field, and you're bumping – Pearson off if you put Malazzo in. You're bumping Pearson or you're bumping Joe Bear, either one. But you're not 
to me, Jay Johnson's not going to do that right. Like, I just don't feel yeah. like he is going to take out one of those bats out of the lineup right now um, because of how hot they're hitting. And I agree. This team the entire year has been outscore, 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 outscore. That's why you are, are here right now at the Super Regionals. And the same way that Kentucky's not going to change their identity, uh, the, the reason that they are where they are at right now in the Super Regionals because they have stuck with their identity. And I think LSU is going to do the same. The identity for LSU has been to outscore their opponents. Um, this team goes as the offense goes. So in the most critical time of the year when it's you have to win two and make it to Omaha, you know, why would you put a more defensive lineup out there? Yeah, I just right. don't think he I just don't right. think he does that. Because you're not gonna take you're not gonna take Hayden Dravinsky out of the lineup right now. No it, shot. It'd be, no it'd be shot. you know, I think fans would go ballistic if you did that. To me, it would that would be a, more of a mistake than pitching Paul Paul Skeen's game one like you did like this past weekend. Um <clears throat> I shouldn't say a mistake. It would be more it turned out not to be a mistake. <laughs> it, it'd be more questionable <clears throat> to me because you're just not. Uh you know. Pierce and Joe Bear, I can maybe understand a little bit more, but even then, like I just, I just don't see how you are going to take any of those guys out of the lineup right. right now. I think Jay Johnson, and I said it, I said it in the SC, whenever they were in the SC tournament. Jay Johnson showed his cards in the SC tournament. I think that's who you're going to see for throughout the rest of this postseason, and that's exactly what happened this this past this past regional. Is you saw Travinsky catch the entire time you saw Pearson and Lev, you saw Braden and Wright. And I fully believe that that's what they're going to stick with. So um, I, if he, but then again, you know, I, I fully expected Paul Skeens to pitch game two and uh, we saw what Jay did then. So um, he may decide to change something up and do something different. Yeah. I'm interested to see though on, on tomorrow, uh, Saturday, tomorrow, if they kind of take their approach like that against Tulane. Um, and especially considering what you did last time against Kentucky with Paul Skeens on the mound. Obviously, last time you just beat beat them like a drum. You did, you scored 16 runs. It was yeah. a complete bludgeoning of offense from LSU. So is it is it more of that, or do you take the two lane approach that they did in the regional and you try to small you know you try to do the same thing that they do small ball them because uh, that's what you get you did against Tulane. You knew Paul Skeens was going to shove. You know he was only going to give up one to two runs. <laughs> And so the LSU did what they had to do in order to get runs uh, to beat Tulane because you knew what Paul Skeens was going to do. I, I fully believe that we're going to see a different Paul Skeens than we did against Kentucky last time. Uh, obviously, last time, you know, people were like, oh, it might be his worst outing, you know, that or Arkansas in the, in the SEC tournament. But listen, I, I think Paul Skeens is locked in right now. I think he, he also he also probably still has that in the back of his mind. Kentucky, you know, that Kentucky was one of the teams that touched him up a little bit. He probably also remembers the chirping a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> I, I think he's going to come in, he's going to shove, and Kentucky's not going to have any answer. I hope that is the case. I hope, you know, knock on wood, I hope it's not the opposite. But game one, man, I, I really see it going LSU's way no matter what. So, so I'm just interested to see what Jay Johnson does offensively. Um, we need to talk about that a little bit, Zach. In because terms I still of, think everything else is going to be the same. I still think yeah. Paul Skeens is going to shove, and I still think Kentucky is going to small try to small ball you to death. So that's that's what we need to talk about. I, I fully believe Paul Skeens will pitch game one, but with the weather the way it looks, I, I mean, you definitely don't want to get in a situation where you got to pull Paul Skeens. No, but um, here's the thing. I I did I did recently just look at the weather. Uh, there's no rain forecasted right now from your start time at 2 p.m. And I'm going as far back. It'll let me go back as, as far as 6 p.m. tomorrow. There's no rain in your forecast. There is rain early. There is rain tonight that is forecasted. Uh, thunderstorms that are forecasted uh, up until 11 p.m. After that, it should be clear skies. So, uh, and there is a, a 30% chance of rain tomorrow, um, but apparently it's going to be later in the day. So, I think we're going to be good. I think we're going to be clear for tomorrow. I'm no um, uh, meteorologist or anything like that, 
but uh, as far as I can tell, looks like for game time we're gonna be we're gonna be good. Uh, so, but anyways, and I also that. saw that you know Jay, I think had made a comment. I think it was Jock uh, Dusek put this out um, that Jay had made a comment that what happened last Sunday where they had to they started the game and then stopped for several hours. That that absolutely should not and will not happen this weekend is is you know I, I don't want to be misquoting, um, but I think that's what he said around something along those lines. Um, so I I think that Jay Johnson has been looking at this and uh, is not going to allow Paul Skeen's no. outing be ruined. No, <laughs> um, definitely not. And, and if there's any chance of it, I think he's going to push for a delay or uh, pretty heavily or, or or something like that. So, so Ryan said um, Saturday evening and early Sunday morning is where the rain is forecasted. So tomorrow at 2, you shouldn't have any yeah. issues. And we don't even know the start time currently. We don't know the start time for Sunday or Monday no. if necessary. Um, yeah. So hopefully the, the weather will be fine and we won't have to worry about that. Um, but – I think Jay Johnson is fully prepared for it and um, have, you know, if it is a threat, I think that Jay is well prepared to uh, not allow what happened last Sunday and what happened against South Carolina with Paul Skeens to happen. Um, Zach, last thing, kind of previewing this regional, we need to talk about pitching and what Jay Johnson has done to make this an even better environment. Uh, pitching, in terms of Kentucky, at least. Um, so Kentucky, uh, last time out, they – look, guys, they – people were saying they moved their ace. Kentucky does not really genuinely truly have, have a Friday night ace. They, they don't. I mean, their ace is – their ace, if you want to say that who their ace is, is probably Zach Lee. Yeah, it's yeah, Zach well, Lee. <laughs> Going out there pitching for Kentucky. Uh, so – when we when we first played them at the time, their 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 best pitcher, the guy who had been pitching the best for them in recent weeks, they moved him to Saturday, and Paul Skeens pitched Friday, and they pitched like their second best guy or whatever I can't even remember his name on the first night. Didn't work out well for him, obviously. But then you know the the second game they won the second game, and so people were like, well, maybe. People will start doing this against Paul Skeens. Maybe they'll start moving their ace, and which yeah. nobody has really done that since Kentucky at all. Um, it's completely different now with Kentucky's pitching. You saw Zach Lee in game three for Kentucky for like three innings, um, and you touched Zach up against in the game. Game three, you had you ended up scoring. I think I think it was like three hits, two runs on him. Um, He's probably going to be your guy tomorrow night. Like he's going to be yeah. your your first guy on the mound tomorrow night. He has been their best guy as of late, and he has been their first guy running out there. So I fully expect that it'll be uh, Zach Lee tomorrow night against Paul Skeens, which will be cool because obviously Zach, uh, you know, you'll have to watch yourself go out there and get killed by Paul Skeens. But um, we'll see how it goes. I mean, outside of that, guys, I. I'm really confident because of the, of Kentucky's pitching. Like they have a lot of guys that are that that have pitched a lot of innings, but they don't have guys that are have the best numbers. If that makes any sense, um, they've got guys with a ton of experience, but not guys like Paul Skeens, Ty Floyd, Thatcher Hurd. You know who can just come in and take over a game. Yeah. If anybody is that, it's Zach Lee for them. Um, so. I like LSU's chances offensively to put up a lot of runs this weekend because of that. And I'll say this, Reagan, on Friday – I think it's Friday. I think on Saturday, you know, who comes in after Paul is really going to just depend on what the score is. Um, like, I don't think it's going to be a set thing, you know. But because because here, here, here's the reason I say that. So, let's say Paul Skings goes out and he still shoves, right? Because um, – we can all assume that Paul Skeens is going to give you six to seven, right? He's going to give you six to seven innings. So you got to, you know, you got to worry about the, the, you know, three to four that you got to get after that or three yeah. to two after that, whatever. Um, so 
you know, if it's a close ball game, like if it's real tight, like tie ball game or, you know, and, and Zach, Zach Lee's just shoving as well and all, LSU offense can't do nothing. Like if it's a tight ball game, who comes yeah. in after Skeens? I think you go hurt. I, I, I really believe that because I think Jay is going to want to put somebody in there that is going to just follow up um, Skeens' dominance and continue to put yeah. zeros up on the board and hope that your offense can come through. Now, if it's like a, you know, you know, you got six, seven runs on them and they got one or two runs, you know, then we probably see somebody like a Gavin Guidry, you know, Nate Ackenhausen, somebody like that. Cooper, I'm not sure exactly. We'll see. But, you know, it's going to be on his pitch count. You may just keep riding skeins. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you may ride skeins the whole way. Who knows? Uh, (laughs) Like they did last. I mean, that's what I hope. I hope, you know, I hope he shoves and he gives you eight, nine, and you don't even have to worry about it, right? Um, but I'm saying, let's just think about scenarios here. You know, if you're in a really tight ball game and you got to take and, and they run pitch, uh, Skeen's pitch count out because you better believe that's what they're going to try to do. They're going to get, they're going to, and that's what LSU, or excuse me, Kentucky is good at. They're good at running pitch count up. So they're going to try to do that against Skeen's. You're going to see teams try to do that, especially really good teams. They're going to do that against Skeens. So if he has to be yanked after six or seven, and you got to worry about the seventh or the or the seven, eight, nine, or the eighth and ninth, <coughs> and it's a tight ball game, I think you go to somebody like like Thatcher Heard because you want to win game one. Game one is the most important game. This is the biggest game for LSU in the Super Regional is this game tomorrow. You win this game and you set yourself in a really good position. So how well does how far does schemes go is going to play a major, major factor in games two and potentially in games three, if you have to go to a game three. Look, if Skeens goes out there and he goes nine, I'm really confident that LSU can win this in two. If he goes, you know, six, you know, six, seven, you know, then then that confidence level kind of go just goes down a little bit. But Ultimately, I'm really, really interested to see, you know, pitching-wise, um, what happens after schemes. So what happens game two? Obviously, Ty's going to get the start. Are you going to have Thatcher Hurt available? You know, and Ty's going to Ty's gonna do the same thing. He's going to give you six or seven. So depending on what the score is, are you going to have Hurt available to come in and shut it down and potentially give you the series win in two? Um, I don't know. We're going to see. I really hope it's two and done. But Kentucky's a real good team, man. And last yeah. time they fought us, they fought us really hard. So I'm interested yeah. to see how all things play out pitching wise for LSU. I mean, we talked about yeah. Kentucky, but I'm really interested to see how it plays out for LSU as well. Well, I think it's going to be a great series. I mean, I do think it's going to be another great series. But another thing that's going to play into this is is the home crowd advantage. Look, oh, I dude. mean, Alex Box Stadium, you know, is always great. And it was a great environment when Kentucky played there last time, but it's going to be an even better environment. It's going to be insane. Time. It's going to be incredible. Um, this is no the available time. seats. Yeah, yeah. There's this is going to be the first time since 2017 LSU has had a super regional in Baton Rouge. It's it's long overdue. Tiger fans have been chomping at the bit for this. It's it's Dylan Cruz, Trey Morgan, JT, exactly. Hey, Beloso, Gavin Dugas. It's their last, it's their last year. It's their last series, and and there's veteran guys, guys who you know who are going to be first round draft picks. Paul Skeens, Dylan Cruz, all the guys who stuck around like Beloso and, and and Gavin Dugas who stuck through injury and and hard hard times and like it, it's going to be slam packed. And not only is it going to be slam packed, Jay Johnson has purchased the tickets <laughs> for the entire student section to Pack be completely out. full. It is going to be full. I, I feel really bad for whoever is going to be in right field for Kentucky. Oh, uh, whoever <laughs> the Kentucky right fielder is is Lord going to have him. the hardest weekend of their might as well get like year. earbuds or something. Just shove them yeah, in. Yeah, just shove them in. Earplugs. Right, I mean, yeah, it's going to be brutal. You're just going to have to keep up in your head. You know, you know everything. You're not, you're not going to be able to listen to anything. You know, jeez. Ah, it's going to be an awesome environment, and, and I think I think that LSU's home crowd advantage plays a major, major factor into this game. I, I think it's going to be a lot of pressure, a lot of noise for Kentucky, 
and I think it's going to be ultimately the offense, the pitching, um, the noise that that LSU combines together to overwhelm Kentucky for a pretty confident and strong super regional win. Um, Zach, I'll, I'll go ahead and give you my prediction because I know we need to kind of move towards tools for success. Yeah. I predict LSU wins the first two games and we're going to Omaha. That's that's my okay. prediction. And I think they do it pretty pretty confidently and commandingly. I agree. I think LSU goes two and done. Um, you know, obviously we could be wrong. Um, you know, Kentucky is obviously, you know, going to give LSU their best shot. But I don't know. I think LSU right now is playing at a level like it just feels like this team is destined for Omaha. Um and you know if they if they lose, I'll be honest, it's going to be heartbreaking. It's going to be extremely heartbreaking. Um, it's going to hurt. I think I'll be more upset, not because just you know, oh my team didn't make it. You know, my favorite team didn't make it to Omaha. I think I'll be more upset because of guys like, you know, Gavin Dugas and Kay Beloso and Dylan Cruz and Trey Morgan, all those, and you know, JT Paul Skeens, like, but mainly the guys, but mainly the, the I think. JT, Trey Morgan, Dylan Cruz, Gavin Dugas, Cable. So, like, I understand Paul. Like, obviously, you're going to miss Paul, but Paul, it's only been, he's only been one here, here one year. The guys that have been here for multiple years and the two guys that have really stuck it out in the program and, and battle with injury and battle through adversity, like, it's going to break my heart if they lose this, this super, right? And especially at home, like, it's going to be like, it's gonna be it's sad. It's gonna be like a, a movie almost, like with just an extremely sad ending. Like, like it might make me cry. I'm not. I, I might cry just thinking about it right now. Like, call, call me. You know, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> but you know, obviously, I, I I do believe they're gonna win. I think it's gonna be two and done. I, I don't think there's gonna be any crying this weekend. But who knows? Knock yeah, on wood, I, man. Knock I on mean, wood. No question, you know, we need to enjoy this weekend uh, and these players because they've been they've been great and they've been faithful to LSU and it's they've they've been amazing the last several years and um, for them to finally get a super regional in Baton Rouge, it, it's going to be awesome and I'm really happy for them and I really want Omaha for them. So y'all enjoy it this weekend because you know people like Dylan Cruz don't come along so often. Um, so I, I'm pumped for this weekend and excited for them. All right, Zach, I think we need to hit a quick break. Uh, we'll come back. We'll get to some of y'all's comments because obviously y'all y'all been commenting. We see it. Uh, we'll get to those comments as soon as this break is over, and then we'll give you our tools for success right after this. Five Star Hero, your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram at Saints Anthem. And at Twitter, at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Uh Oh, Danny girl said, it's okay, Zach, go cuddle with your emotional support cat and you will feel better. <laughs> no, I'll be all right. It's all jokes. I, I'm not going to be crying this weekend, even if I win. Uh, I'll be upset and it'll it'll hurt, break my heart, but I, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to cry. Uh, big MIL. Okay, I got to know, what does MIL stand for? Please send it. Look, maybe maybe I, I don't want to know. Yeah, I want to know. I mean, I want to know. Uh, he said Tigers are going to sweep. Tyler made a good point, and I think it's – this leads us right into our um, name is our second segment. He said, I think it comes down to how good our defense plays, and I wholeheartedly agree. Um, Ryan said, breaking news, uh, Zach Lee's cat's name is Angel. <laughs> uh, Peyton's here with us. Appreciate you joining Peyton. He said, the highest chance of rain uh, uh -oh. tomorrow looks like it's at 3 and 4, 40%. You know, okay, I'm not, not as worried. Looks clear Sunday. Uh, Ryan said, his weather forecast, he's seeing 20%, 2 p.m., 40%, 3 to 5, so about the same. Uh, we all know that isn't always accurate. Uh, Carl Dunn's also with us. He says, time to go home to Baton Rouge, North Omaha, or bust. Um, so, yeah, 
Yeah. What's that? Was that, was that what's that place called? Maybe y'all can mill is million. Okay. I mean, I'm fine with that. Big, Big mill. Um, there's a place up there that, that was keeping up with how many like jello shots or something like that, that all the fans bought. Golly, if LSU makes it, the numbers that were on that board are going to be obliterated. Yeah, um, I forget what that was. At it's, I think it's like a pizza place. It's close to Omaha, and they would buy. Uh, I mean, they would buy shots, and it was like go. All the money was like going to like a certain charity or something like that. And they were they had like all the list of the eight teams that made it to Omaha, and like how many of their fans bought them. And like Arkansas won it last year with like eight thousand something. Uh, I'm like, man. They're they're not going to know what to do when a crowd of LSU fans show up to that place. I mean, they're going to have no clue. I mean, they're going to run out. Of, they're yeah, they're going to run out of Jello. They're going to run out of Jello. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's going to be obliterated. Whatever charity, I, I would like to know what charity they're donating to or what cause because I know they are. They're going to make um, a lot of money. Yeah, LSU is going to donate a lot of money to them folks. Um, so <laughs> if they make it for sure, good good for them. Whoever it is, I can't remember what it is. Maybe one of y'all in the comments remember what it is. Anyways, uh, Zach, tools for success. Um, I think you've already mentioned one of yours. So, what is your tools for success? Obviously, defense and what else? Yeah, Tyler kind of stole one of mine. Is man, it's play good defense um, because with this team. You're going to have to. Uh, you know, Tommy White charging a bunt down the third base line, he's got to be able to make that play, right? Um, you got to be able to make take take the outs that they give you, uh, make the plays that they give you. Um, so that I think that's honestly my my biggest one because I have full confidence that that the pitchers are going to continue to have success. Paul Skeens, Ty Floyd, Thatcher Hurd. Um, you know, Gavin Gidry, Coop, they've been phenomenal these last these last few weekends. Um, and so I, I still am pretty confident that that they're gonna continue to pitch well. We'll see how the hitting does. Um, I'm still confident that they're gonna score runs. How many do they score? Is it in clutch hitting? And that's that's another one for me. You kind of broke that narrative on on um uh Sunday or was it Monday? It was Monday because uh, it got pushed. You, you kind of broke that narrative on Monday of not being able to hit whenever guys are in scoring position. You got to be able to continue to do that. Um you've got to be able to come up with clutch timely hits. Last weekend it was Josh Pearson, uh Hayden Travinsky, those guys came up big in clutch situations, uh gave gave you uh hits whenever you had guys in uh in, in scoring position when you had RISP. So Who's it going to be this weekend? Nothing for me is I'd like to see Tommy kind of come out of – I know he was kind of a – you know, yeah. didn't have the best weekend. I'd like to see Tommy be Tommy again this weekend because if Tommy's Tommy again and everything else is going right, it could be bad for Kentucky. It could be <laughs> really bad. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm excited about this weekend. Defense needs to be phenomenal. Um, the guys out of the pen need to continue to be dominant as they have been these last couple of weekends. And you've got to be able to hit in the clutch. It, it's it's postseason baseball, Reagan. Yeah. Clutch clutch hits are going to have to happen now. So you got to come up with them. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, and I think it go, it does go without saying. I think everybody's tool for success against a team like Kentucky is a good defense. I, I think yeah. it's kind of a given. Um, I, I want a lot. I want the production from the bottom of the lineup to continue. Uh, that has brought you a lot of success. Um, in the last few games with with Thompson and and Pearson, they Thompson would get walked or or he'd get a single or Pearson would come up and hit a triple and the lineup would turn over to Cruz and then he hits a two run bomb like production from the bottom of the lineup one through nine. Uh, it, I mean it makes it really easy uh, for LSU to win games when you're getting production like that out of the bottom of the lineup. I mean just continue to what do what you've been doing one through nine. Uh, I mean. It's it, it like it's like you can't pitch around it. You you cannot pitch yeah. around a spot in LSU's lineup because all of them can hit it out, and all of them can hit it in a lot of different places. Um, I mean, you know, Tommy White puts the ball opposite field more times than not, most likely. Same thing with Trey Morgan. Um, so it it is hard to to hit this I mean, pitch this lineup in specific ways and strategize against them. So one through nine, just continue to do what you've been doing. And man, Pearson at the nine hole, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, I mean, 
great, great production out of him last week. And if you get that in this series, I think yeah. it's going to be really hard for LSU or, or for Kentucky to beat LSU um, and keep up with LSU considering how they play the game. Um, I, I think you can simply outscore Kentucky if you hit like you have been last weekend. Um, in terms of something else, I, I, like who steps up after Paul Skeens, kind of like you said, yeah. Um you know, I've seen this Zach last weekend bit. it was it was Thatcher, you know. Is it, it Thatcher, Thatcher again or is it somebody else? Sure, sure. You know, I've seen some people want to see Thatcher start the second game. I don't think we need to do that, you know, at this point. Um if he makes the decision to do that, I would not be upset. Like I, I'll say yeah. that. I'm not gonna be upset about that decision if he decides to do that. Um I would rather him just trust his guy, Ty Floyd. He's been your number two guy. Give him the ball. Let him do what he's been doing. He's under, as Jay said, he's, he's undefeated, like undefeated. Let him go out there and win games for you. Um, so I, good pitching outside of Paul Skeens and, and hitting one through nine, you're going to win this series. Um, I mean, even with some defensive mishaps, even if you allow some stolen bases or a pass ball here or there, if you have solid pitching outside of Paul Skeens and you're hitting like you did one through nine, I think you have nothing to worry about in this series uh, because of the style of play for Kentucky. If you do that outside of, of game one, you're going to be really, really successful. So um, those are my tools for success. So I see you're starring some comments here about Omaha. Yeah, we got some good ones. Uh, so Jason Baker, it's a great question. He said, I know we want to win in two, but y'all – uh, but y'all don't think he would save her for possibly game three. It's got to be – Jason, it's going to be completely situational-based. It's going to be completely situational-based. Um, you know, if Skeens gives you nine and then Tide gives you six or seven, I, you know, and you won game one with Skeens and you have a lead in game two, I fully believe Thatcher Hurd is the guy you see. I would go to Hurd. I would go to Hurd. I fully believe yeah. Thatcher Hurd is the guy you see because you're going to try and win that game. In two, um, you know, if you if you get to you know if you're getting absolutely hammered, you know, in game two, like if you're getting beat somehow, just like everything goes to crap, and you're getting beat pretty good game two, and you've won game one, and you know you're going to game three, unless it's a miraculous comeback, there's no sense in throwing her. No, hold her no. for game three, like you know. I, I highly doubt – I mentioned it earlier. I highly doubt you see her game one. But if it's tight, I wouldn't be surprised to, to see him go to Hurd and then he'd be able to come back later it's just in that the important. series. Yeah, it's just that important to close the game one out. Exactly. So, I'm, I mean, Jason, that's a great question. But, I mean, I got it's going to be strictly situational-based. Uh, uh, Ryan said all cylinders need a click for sure. Oh, Danny girl said everybody hit that like button. Uh, yeah, she's probably the lone girl that has liked it. So please <laughs> hit that like button. Uh, oh, I lied. For some reason on our on our uh, thing up here, it shows one. But if you go and actually look down at YouTube over here to my right, uh, we actually have nine likes. So if you're on here and you have not yet hit the like button, please do so. If you're on Facebook, on YouTube, please hit the like button. Please do us a huge favor share the post, uh, share the video. It would mean a lot to us. We appreciate all of y'all. Uh, it's been fun here. I'm excited uh, for this weekend. And, man, I just I love talking uh, LSU baseball. I got to be honest, Reagan, I think our podcast is one of the best at doing it. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of great podcasts out there. Obviously, Blake does a good job. Um, 60-foot, six-inch LSU I must pod, say, we should have uh, had Demui on to talk a little pitching. With, we should have had if, Brock If we make Omaha. Bring Demui. We're bringing Demui on. Uh, obviously, Demui's podcast is phenomenal. Matt Muse, Matt Musso, who we uh, Matthew, who we've brought on before, he does a phenomenal. Like, there's a lot of good ones, but I gotta say, I think we're one of the best, right? I, 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 <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Robert said the name of the place is called uh, Rocco. That's uh, right. You're right. Jello Shot Challenge. Uh, he also said uh, they donate to the Winners College Food Bank. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Thatcher Heard move. Uh, Ryan said, I hit the like button so hard. I cracked my phone. <laughs> I don't know if he's telling the truth. Or, like, is that, is that true? Or are you just joking? Like, 
If you do, wow, you cracked your phone screen for us, and we appreciate it, Ryan. Killer hand strength there, brother. <laughs> for real, dang. You might need to pitch for LSU or something. Good grief. And baseball um, and basketball. Uh, O'Dana Girl said, agree. Tigers Avenue is the best at baseball and basketball, in my opinion. Oh, okay. Okay. We appreciate that. We appreciate that. The, the Georgia girl, uh, we appreciate that. Um, he oh, said, sure. I would rather talk baseball this time of year. Anyways. Yeah, I mean, it's LSU baseball. Why not? Yeah, you want to be playing at this time of year. I mean, last year we, we were done. Last year we were done. We were, <laughs> exactly. So we want to be playing this time of year. All right, Reagan. Uh, I think we need to give our predictions now for uh, the rest of the Super Regionals. Obviously, as we've already said, we both believe LSU is going to take uh, the Super in two. So let's go ahead, Reagan. Let's look at um, what we got here for the rest of the Super Regionals uh, and kind of give some predictions, Reagan. Sure, sure. Um, I mean, obviously, I think we got to we, – we, We'll take some advantages that we have uh, as of right now. I mean, <laughs> yeah, a little Duke bit. has won game it's one. It's not going to change my picks. Not going to change my picks. <laughs> Duke and TCU have won game one. Uh, so I'll start from the left side of the bracket and work it down uh, so we can just go in that order. Uh, Wake Forest, Alabama. I really think that Alabama gives Wake Forest a great series. I think they, they really challenge uh, Wake Forest. I, I think they surprise some people. Uh, I think they maybe even take a game um, in that series. But ultimately, I do think that Wake Forest will come out of that uh, Super Regional to play in Omaha. Texas-Stanford, man, Texas was playing great baseball last weekend. I'm taking Texas over Stanford um, in that Super. LSU-Kentucky, you know my prediction. I'm taking the Tigers all day, baby. Um, Southern Miss-Tennessee, give me Southern miss in Hattiesburg all day, every day, okay. Golden Eagles, fly, Eagle, fly. Give me the <laughs> Golden Eagles from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Um, and then, that I mean, based on what I've seen, correct me if I'm wrong, we will be facing our first game winner in of Omaha, that, that regional. Winner of that regional. If yeah, we as you can our. see right there, it's lined up there on yes. the bracket. Um, so Carolina, Florida, I'm going to take Florida in that one. I would not be surprised if Carolina won that game. I think that's going to be a really tight played um, uh, super regional, but I'm going to, I'm going to take Florida. Uh, give me Duke. Shout out, by the way, to former LSU Tiger Gio DiGiacomo, starting center fielder for the Duke Blue Devils. Been playing yep. great uh, as of late. Um, Scored the winning so, run today. Indeed he did. So shout out to Gio. Give me the Duke Blue Devils. Um, man, uh, this one's tough. Because Oral Roberts played dang good, and I'm going to take them. I'm going to take Oral Roberts over the Eugene, Oregon Ducks. And last and finally, a TCU is just hot, hot, hot. Give me the Horn Frogs. Um, unfortunately, in Fort Worth over Indiana State. Those are my eight for Omaha. Um, I'm right, and everybody else is wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go backwards since you went. You start at the top, and I'll, I'll go backwards. Uh, again, we have a little bit of advantage okay, here, but I, I, I have to. I'll be, I have to be honest. I, I had already decided to pick TCU and Duke. Maybe. Okay, it's okay, it's okay. So I'm sorry, guys. I know they've already got you know the the lead and the no reason to cry. It's okay, baby. He's not <laughs> so bothering okay. me. TC, are you supposed? To, are you trying to? Are you trying to be muted, Reagan? <laughs> <laughs> right i think reagan thought he was muted and he was trying to tell his wife that it's okay that luca is crying now you actually are muted okay no you're back you're back my bad my bad, my bad. <laughs> reagan's over here it's okay it's okay <laughs> that was hilarious okay back to my picks as reagan remutes himself um i am picking tcu regardless i had them i had them picked regardless of uh their win today I'm going with Oregon over Oral Roberts. Uh, Oregon's been playing really good lately. Obviously, they won the Pac-12 tournament. I also had picked Duke over Virginia before today, uh, so that's looking good for me. I am going with Florida as well, so we agree there. I also agree with you at with Southern Miss. Um, I do think that the Golden Eagles defeat the Volunteers. I really hope that they do, mainly because I hate Tennessee in, 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 in baseball. 
but I want the rematch with Southern Miss. So it's a win-win for me both ways. Like if, if Southern Miss wins, I get the rematch that I want and Tennessee loses. So it's phenomenal. We already picked LSU. Obviously, LSU 2 is my prediction. I disagree with you. I think Stanford wins their super against Texas. I understand Texas is playing great right now, but listen, that dude, that the, the AC or the the Pac-12 pitcher of the year, whatever his name is, that tall, lanky white dude. He ain't gonna be pitching. He's got Tommy Johns on this past week for pitching too many gosh dog pitches. This past he ain't week. got Tommy Johns. You lying? Tommy Johns. Tommy, no I'm kidding. No, nah, you lying, bro. He's pitching, bro. That that dude threw almost two hundred pitches in a weekend. That dude is got a rubber arm and he's their ace. It's insane. Um, so give me Stanford. And give me Alabama. Alabama, as uh, Blake likes to say. Uh, I, I can't remember. I think I want to say it was Brent Musburger that does that on CBS. I can't or, remember. Or Burn Burn Lundquist. Burn Lundquist. Yeah. Alabama. Look, uh, it, look. If if Alabama wins that regional, they're hiring yeah. that guy. He's got the job. Give me Alabama, bro. I don't know why. I I got a feeling as Blake did. Well, that tonight. that that number one seed never wins it. So I, I'm they there never with win it. it. I think this is where it ends. I think this is where it ends uh, for them uh, and the streak of the number one not making it, uh, not winning the championship uh, continues. So yeah, I've got Alabama. I've got Stanford. I've got LSU. I've got Southern Miss, Florida, Duke, Oregon, and TCU. Setting up a rematch for LSU against Southern Miss from the regional last I year. I want that so bad. I want it I so do. bad. I do. Uh, let's see what all these guys are picking. Uh, Everybody's got a lot of their predictions in <laughs> yeah, here. All the rest of y'all that haven't done it already, go ahead, send your predictions. We'll read them out loud. Uh, oh, Danny Girl's in here. She's got Bama as well. She's got wow. Texas, LSU. She's going Tennessee over Southern Miss. Um, Florida over uh, South Carolina, Duke over Virginia, or Roberts over yeah. half Oregon. the field. She's got SEC there. Half yeah. the field. I'm good with it. I mean, represent SEC takeover. Um, Ryan's got Wake Forest. <laughs> he's got Texas. He's got LSU. He's got Southern Miss, Florida, Duke, Oral Roberts, and TCU. And his uh, Peyton's in here. He said Wake Forest, Texas, LSU, Southern Miss, South Carolina. I think is that the first South Carolina I've seen? Yes. I believe it is, yeah. He's the first one to pick South Carolina. Duke, Oral Roberts. A lot of people are picking Oral Roberts. I, I don't Oral know. Roberts, they, hey, they were a four seed. They were a four seed and came out and dominated that 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 uh, Oklahoma State region. Yeah, I think that I think that the Cinderella story runs out for them. I think Oregon's, Oregon's been hot. I think Oregon takes, takes yeah, it. Yeah. We're, we're going to find out tonight who gets game one because that game has started. It's in the second uh, already still zero to zero. Um, Ryan said, I can see Stanford and Oregon winning as well. So we'll yeah, see. We'll see how it shapes up, Reagan. You said what now? I said, we'll see how it all shapes up. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. This is one of the best weekends in, in postseason baseball. Um, who gets to go to Omaha? It's a fantastic weekend in baseball. Um, and LSU gets to be right at the dead center of it, hosting a, re- a super. Uh, gotta love it, and and man, I think it's gonna be a fun week in the baseball. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. All right, Reagan. Well, I think that about wraps up our show. Let's go ahead. Let's take uh, one more break, and then when we come back, we will wrap it up and call it quits. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Tigers Avenue for daily updates on the show, and all things LSU sports. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to click off and hit that subscribe button at Tigers Avenue. We broadcast all of our shows live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. I, oh. I, 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 try, I guess I'm. it's just me in here. There we go. There we go. All right, guys. Appreciate y'all uh, joining in tonight. It's been a fantastic show. Man, really looking forward to this weekend in the box, Super Regionals. I don't know if y'all noticed or not, but we've got this real new fancy outline here, real cool graphic. Y'all can thank Zach for that. I don't do nothing like that. I'm not creative in the slightest. So whenever you see new things like this, it ain't me. You you can thank Zach for that. Uh, this on-air neon light thing uh, looks great. Uh, awesome stuff. Appreciate you, You're Zach. Welcome. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 
appreciate all y'all coming in and, and giving your takes on this weekend. Uh, it's going to be a, a great weekend, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I really do think that LSU uh, takes care of business this weekend. Yes, I know, Ryan, my hat does look blue. I hate that. Uh looks like, like a royal blue, but I promise you it's purple. This this ring light probably doesn't, doesn't help that much. But Tigers win in two this weekend. I'm calling it right now. Let's book your tickets, book your hotels, get ready to go to Omaha. I'm, I'm calling it, Zach. I'm just calling it as it is. I see it, and I call it. We will be in Omaha come the 16th of June. The Tigers will be playing in Omaha, Nebraska. Can't stink and wait. Y'all have a great night. It's been a great show. We'll see you next time here in the Tigers Avenue. Five Star Hero, take us out. Peace. Let's go.